0: Welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where I talk about my story and how I grew up and uh, how I became a musician, also how I ended up having the perfect storm of a really terrible attitude and the antidepressants that turned off the creative switch allowed me to end up quitting playing for over 10 years but the universe and i had a little agreement i was living so miserably that i didn't care how when or why but it was time to get back to playing again and you know the universe helped put things in my path to get me on that road and this is that story So we left off with uh, starting a YouTube channel, and I spent a couple months putting videos out and trying to learn how to edit and do all that with the video, which was very time-consuming and a lot of hard work. But, you know, I didn't really mind it. it. It's just, I didn't really see any results, so I got a little bit frustrated with it and said, you know what, I don't need this. I'm going to go back to playing live music. And I'd rather talk to people anyway, you know, like real people and shake their hand and be in the same room with them and do all that. So we're just going that route. I couldn't find work. And uh, things were getting a little bit tough, so I decided that it was time to go back to Michigan and kind of regroup. I tend to do that just whenever I need to sometimes it's you know five years sometimes it's a couple years that I'll just go home for it's never been longer than a year uh, maybe six seven months and kind of figure out where I want to go next so that was pretty much the plan I loaded my car up uh, me and the dog and I was getting ready to go home to reconnect with some of my old musician buddies too and um, get up on stage a little more And I knew I could find work there because I just know enough people that it wouldn't have been an issue. So I didn't really want to go, though, but I had to. And I thought, well, we'll just make the best of it and uh, do the best we can with it. So me and the dog, we uh, loaded up, and I basically sold everything I had. I had a little Geo, a little Geo Metro car just fit everything i could in there i've f- either sold it gave away the rest didn't really care anymore it was all pretty much just garbage that was weighing me down anyway and i had a little miniature schnauzer uh she was very very smart dog man like i uh, i can't i can't even i feel so lucky to have had that dog she passed away last year but uh she was, she's been with me through this whole process. Um, it's funny because, you know, like, <laughs> I got the dog in 2014, and I acquired the wife in 2013 in Dog State. So we were on our way up to Michigan, and, well, I've done this drive several times. bunch of times, and it's pretty uneventful, you know, I I can get into a groove pretty easily and just be off in my own world, and well, I had a playlist of some, some, you know, some old 70s funk, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire, Tower of Power, the OJs, just stuff like that, I really enjoy it, it's just, it just gives me that good feeling, you know, I just love listening to it, I don't know why, but... Out of the blue, I was just thinking about one of the meditation exercises that uh, Eckhart Tolle had said to try, and which I tried at the house a bunch of times, where I just imagine my name being spelled out, and I could see it in my head, and just spelling it out, you know, first letter K, E, you know, and just different fonts, like doing it in cursive, and then i try to do it in printing, and... It really helped me a lot, like, uh, get out of my head a little bit, you know. So I had this music on, and the thought popped into my head. And so every time I would drive by a sign or something like that, I would just spell it out, you know. It'd be like, you know, 256 miles to Louisville. And I would just sort of spell out two, five, six, and then miles, and then just be on my way. I was completely alert you know I I was just sort of a fun game you know like how you do slug bug or something when you're a kid you know that sort of thing but it was just a fun game with me (laughs) and then I was uh, spelling out license plates and looking to see where the license plates were coming from just you know just sort of in some ways like those funny, funny games you play when you're a kid and you're just driving and you're kind of bored but the music I was listening to was just phenomenal. I just love that that it just always had made me feel settled in, you know? Like, it's just this really nice... I know some people want to get up and dance and, and do all that, which is it is great for that, but for me, it's just more of a... It just feels really good, you know? And so I did this the whole trip up there. Like, the whole trip, and it literally felt like... I was just hanging out with some buddies, and we were driving down the road, except for I was by myself. So, in some ways, I think of it as like, this is the first time where I started to actually realize that, you know, what people are talking about when they say that you were never alone, and that we got guides and spirits that are with us all the time. You just have to be present enough to be able to recognize it. And so while I was doing this on this whole trip, it really felt like I wasn't alone. I I really felt like I had people right next to me, hanging out, enjoying the trip the same way I was. So much so that, like, when I got home to Michigan, I, like, took a day and just, like, was, like, floored, you know? I just couldn't believe, you know, what had happened Not that anything eventful had happened, but that I felt like I wasn't alone, you know? And it was really, really cool. And it also led me to a different idea. I was just thinking, like, why do I love that music so much? What about that music is just settles me in? And I came to the conclusion that it was the groove. It was the beat. It was the rhythm. It was everything to do with... How the music moves that really helped settle me into a spot where I felt really relaxed. okay, so then what's the next step for me? Well, I started looking up uh, meditation music and obviously YouTube has a whole plethora of uh, guided meditation and healing frequencies and da 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 which is great, you know and I tried a bunch of them and nothing really did it for me that way. So in the meantime, while that was going on, I was listening to whatever made me feel really good, whatever made me feel settled in like that, and I would use that. I would use that to my advantage. Also, the really cool thing about learning this stuff is that they always tell you there's really no wrong way. If it works and you figure out a way to make it work, well then, great. Just... The whole point is to make it work. Whatever you can do to make it work for you, you know. There's not a hard and fast rule of, well, you have to do it this way or that way or this way or that way. And then one day on YouTube, I came across this uh, one, uh, Sandra Ingerman from the Shift Network, and she was talking about shamanism and shamanic journeying. And okay, well here it goes again. I, I it just keeps coming up, doesn't it? Like throughout points in my life this whole thing just keeps coming up every once in a while so so I listened to a couple of the guided meditations that had the shamanic journey and type music and it was perfect it was exactly what I needed like having that groove having that drum having that sort of thing just really naturally settled me in to where I needed to be and the other thing was was that you you let your imagination take you to these places where you can get answers because the shamans that's what they would do they would go within to find the answers they were their village healers they were their wise men they were highly regarded in their community and so I found that fascinating I just found it fascinating so cool I finally found something where was a tool a sort of modality that I could completely 100% relate to that could really help me settle into this uh, meditation thing you know because I mean honestly I had a hard time with I really had a hard time with just you know doing how they tell you to sit still and be quiet you know what I mean (laughs) like that's just not how I do things you know the other thing is how crazy is it to get guided into these things, like just being present enough to pay attention to what's going on, literally the universe, step by step, piece by piece, handed me what I needed to be able to succeed, as long as I was willing to accept it, and open enough to explore it, and I mean, at the time it seemed pretty uneventful, but... Now that I look back on it, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry that that was where I was led to be, period. I mean, there's just no, If there's no other way to think about it. It's just, it wasn't luck. It wasn't a coincidence. It was them spelling it out for me. Look, dude, this is the way you need to go. And so I tried it and it worked great. And with some of the videos I watched, they recommended 20 minutes. You know, you could do 20 minutes twice a day or 20 minutes once a day and I just started off with 20 minutes every other day and sort of work my way up that way I just used it like the same way I would do with, with practicing you know at first just sort of bring it in a little bit at a time a little bit at a time every day every other day that sort of thing and then uh, to eventually work myself up to 20 minutes twice a day I mean it's just basically habit building you know you do You just, uh, anytime you want to do something new and you want to implement it into your life, you just have to make a conscious effort to do it. You have to make time for it. You're You're not going to get time for it. You have to make time for it. And it's easier to make a little bit of time for it in the beginning. You know, you don't want to go with anything like practicing guitar, you know, especially in the beginning because it can get so frustrating. You don't want to spend an hour uh trying to pluck the same thing when you can spend 10 minutes one day the next day another 10 minutes the next day another 10 minutes and then you're building up muscle memory you're doing things in a repetitive way and it's a much better way for me to learn than it would be to spend an hour every day doing something that i'm failing at and get frustrating with it and want to quit it so a little bit every day that's how i did it and uh Within three or four months, I was doing it in the morning and in the evening, and um, it was working pretty good for me. So I got back home, and I was visiting with family and stuff, and uh, one of my friend's bands was playing, and I wasn't there maybe three days, three or four days or something like that. And they invited me to come out and hang out and bring my guitar if I wanted to and come and jam It was with my drummer friend who I've known for 35 years or something. He was an older guy who I met at uh, one of the, there was a benefit that was happening in the early 90s and um, over the years off and on we'd play here and there and he was the one guy that was like, dude don't quit, just don't quit and I didn't even think I said anything about it but he, he knew for some reason, he just knew. He was the first one I called and was like, you know, hey, you care if I come up and jam and stuff? He said, hey, no, yeah, come on up, come on up and jam. So I brought my guitar. And it was a little campground in Morency, Michigan. Now, Morency, Michigan is teeny tiny. It is like five miles from the border, and they probably don't even have 2,000 people in the town, you know, or something like that. I don't know, it's, it's really small. So, typically, you know, it would be pretty uneventful for most people, you know, but this was the first time where I was getting up in front of anybody in over 10 years, and um, I didn't feel like I was ready for it, but you know what, who cares, you know, I just was wanting to have some fun and to see what would happen. And so, I get to the gig, and there, he, you know, I talked to the drummer and the drummer, and introduce myself to the rest of the band because i always try to be very cordial and like you know never forceful about that sort of thing because it's their gig and i want to pay my respects and be very respectful and sure enough um the other guitar player was like dude come on up man just set your stuff up and, and come on up and jam and so i second set i think in between the first and the second set there was a break and uh I set my stuff up, and I played with what I could, and off we went. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, the songs I didn't know, I didn't play on. Uh, That's one thing you just don't do, because you're going to sound like crap, you know, and the band's going to sound bad. So if I didn't know it, I either got down or turned down, you know. And that's just the the way you do it. And so there was a couple other guys that had been around town and I used to play with they ended up showing up too and um you know it, also it was the first time I played my guitar that I built live first time like it wasn't perfect like that I still had to work to do on it I couldn't figure out a couple things but I knew what was wrong with it like I knew I had to fix it right I just couldn't figure out how to yet so anyway played the guitar um, you know and got really good reception with that it's funny because like I would get just as many compliments on the guitar as I did on my playing which I thought was pretty incredible like I guess you know people could actually see the, the character that I put into the guitar too which is a pretty awesome feeling <laughs> it really was so we did the gig and actually made a few bucks and uh, on my way home I was ecstatic, like I literally like yelled and screamed all the way home from that gig. I couldn't believe i like couldn't believe how incredibly great that was, and the feeling of, of being able to play again and just to have that whole thing was just like so free, so so freeing and and incredibly wonderful like. It was just that feeling man it's a feeling that you just can't explain it just felt so nice to do and i will never ever forget that that night for that feeling and like i said most people pretty uneventful there might have been 50 people there 100 people there whatever who cares you know for me it was a milestone it was okay i decided to back to play guitar within three months I'm playing a live gig. It's pretty incredible you know to think about how fast things can go when you just decide to work at it and put your put your nose to the grindstone and just work at it you know. And my other buddy who had his own construction company he was about 10 years older than me too and uh, we met in the early 90s and he was an old guitar buddy too and he would turn me on to guys like Elv like Elvis Costello and Billy Joe Shaver and these really cool, like, dirt road country guys and sort of alternative rock sort of things. The, he was from Cleveland, and um, in his early career, he did a lot of songwriting and lived in New York for a while. Somehow ended up in my hometown, <laughs> and uh, we we hit it off, too. And um, every Wednesday we would get together. This was back in, the, like, 90s. 495 when I was playing with a country band and I was working full time too but every Wednesday we would get together and we would drink whiskey and beer and play blues and just get really trashed and just have a great time and it was a lot of fun and I was in in my early 20s and you know I mean it was just fun it was a fun way to play some music and I get to listen to some cool stories most of the guys that I hung out with then were way older than me had been playing for a long time and you know it's just being around it, it was just fun you know so by this time of july of 2019 my buddy had had his own construction company for a number of years you know and i've come in and out of michigan and every time i do we always get together and if i need to work he always put me to work you know anytime i need it it's always been just like that so I guess in some ways there was a little bit of security there because I knew that like I, I he would put me to work no problem you know and so I went to work for him for a little bit the big difference this time was that I was completely sober I had quit smoking and uh, I felt really good about it but you know unless you got some time behind your belt people will be people just aren't gonna believe you you know they're just gonna be well, you know, that's great for a month, but what are you going to do three years from now? You know, that sort of thing. And I really didn't care. I wasn't doing it to impress anybody or anything like that. I just said, you know what? If I do, I do. And if I don't, I don't. It's not that big of a deal either way, you know? So, and people were asking me, you know, what are you going to do, man? And I'm just like, I don't know. All I know is I need to find an open mic somewhere. And sure enough, they're like, oh, there's one over here in Jackson. On this day, there's one over here in Kalamazoo on this day. And most of them were like, you know, like once a month because things had died way down in Michigan as far as playing goes. And sometimes you had to drive a real, like a 100 miles, you know. But I didn't care. I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to get back up there and get back on that horse again. And plus, having these open mics to go to was a drive for me it wasn't just like oh well I'm just gonna wake up in the morning and practice you know and figure it out no it was like okay I'm gonna go to this open mic and I better have some really cool tunes to figure out how to you know to be able to play for everybody and since I sang to the songs that I wanted to do I was just a band leader you know and so it was easier that way plus the open mic guys loved it because they didn't have to deal with you know uh an experience in that sort of sense. And so I made some pretty cool friends that way too um, while I was in Michigan. So one day it was, I guess, the July, like the second week I'd been home. And I was at my uncle's house. And up on my feed, on my Facebook feed, there was an uh, advertisement for a workshop down in Nashville. It was uh, school... Uh, called uh, Guitar Craft Academy and they had this Saturday workshop where you learn guitar maintenance and setup and I knew with my guitar I had a feeling it was the nut the the one thing that when you're setting a guitar up that's the one thing that I couldn't figure out you know so I thought man if I could get there and to do that that would be pretty cool and I ended up uh doing that (laughs) like I went went work for my buddy there and I just I stayed on couches here and there and just kind of rotated around and by the beginning of August when uh workshop was I headed down to Nashville and I took the course and one of my friends that I went to music school with lived in Nashville and um we weren't able to meet up that time but he was like dude if you ever come back down here just let me know man and uh, we'll definitely hook up so the course was awesome. I learned a bunch, and we spent the whole day like just basically taking my guitar apart and putting it back together. We all had to bring our own stuff, and uh, it was really cool. And that's where the idea came to go back to school to become a luthier, you know, to work on stringed instruments. And so things were really starting to come together in, in a lot of ways. It's like... Uh, Okay, I'm learning how to meditate really good. Uh, this whole thing with this Luther School stuff might take a while to implement, but at least I've got something to work towards now. I'm not just floating around because I tend to have to have something to aim for. Otherwise, I'm kind of lost and I just get frustrated and we'll go find something else to do, you know. So what would that be, the... First weekend of August, that first Saturday of August when I took that course. So, from the end of April, when I had the little conversation with the universe, to the end of August, which is what April, May, June, July, August, three, four months. Already starting to get a game plan going here, and I'm following the breadcrumbs. Not Consciously, though like I'm not saying I'm not waking up saying oh there's a breadcrumb there oh there's a breadcrumb there or anything like that it was just like this feels right you know this feels right like uh, holy crap you know like things are actually kind of coming together a little bit more how is this happening I don't know but I'm just gonna kind of go with it and uh, see what happens so around this time something else amazing happened I reconnected with a friend of mine from high school. I've known him since we were in seventh grade, and we used to hang out all the time. Anytime I moved away, whenever i come back home, we'd always hang out, you know, just catch up on old times sort of thing. And we were visiting, and he said, my sister has this old RV sitting in her backyard and she wants to get rid of it. Would one of your uncles want to use it for a snowmobile trailer or something? Now, typically what we would do with something that's trash is like take all the stuff off of it and put a flatbed on it and use it as a sort of a trailer. I said, I don't know. You know, what? let me look at it. Take a look at it and see what it looks like. He said, sure, man. He said, it's it's trash. It's no good all right that's cool you know let's go take a look at it so we go take a look at it and it's this little 18 foot rv and i opened it up and i'm like dude you want to trash this and he goes well i didn't think it was this nice either <laughs> i said no way dude i said i could live in this thing find out what your sister wants for it and let me know he said oh she's not gonna want anything She's just going to want it out of her yard. I said, all right, well, I will do it. I'll get it out of her yard. Just let me know let me know what happens you know, when I can or whatnot. So then I go to the school, come back, we hang out for a little bit. He still didn't tell me anything about it, but eventually after about a, a second week of August, he's like, "Dude, come pick it up. They've got the title for you and all that so cool so there you go all within a few months period I've got an idea to go to school I'm back to playing playing music again obviously it needs a lot of work but we're getting there and now I have a place to live because I can park this RV at somebody's house at this point just at least there's the bones of the whole situation you know and Ever since then, I live in RVs. Ever since then, I, I live in a 26-foot RV right now, and I love it. It's freedom for me. You know, I know a lot of people like to have their roots, but I like to be mobile, and it's the way that I feel more secure. Is when I'm parked in one spot like that. A lot of times, I feel suffocated. You know, like I don't know why, but this to me just feels more right. You know, maybe later on down the road it'll be different. But right now, at this point, this is what I need. So when I came back from Nashville, I went to visit my other uncle up in Midland, Michigan, and uh, he said, "Dude, you—if you want to park it up here, that's fine. You can park it up here. Just you know, take care of your electric or whatever you want to do. You know. But if you need time, you can have some time. You know." It'll be cheap as we can make it for you. All right, cool. I got the phone call to come get the RV. Me and my uncle went down and got the RV and brought it up. It pulled like a dream. It didn't smell. The thing had been parked for 30 years. There was no weird smelly stuff. There was no bugs. There was none of that. It just really felt like it was meant for me. So there's... A lot more I got to talk about around this time period about how I handled situations dealing with um, setting boundaries and different things like that. And that's going to be for the next episode because I think this is a really great place to leave it for now. At least we got an idea of where this is going. I really hope you guys enjoy this and have a wonderful week. Please stop back by for the next one. Things get real interesting. (laughs) We'll see ya.